0: You are listening to Three Moves Ahead, the official podcast of FlashOfSteel.com. I am your host, Troy Goodfellow, and with me today are two of my regular panelists, freelance writer Tom Chick. Who wants a coffee? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're the most unpredictable cliche ever. And uh, Dr. Bruce Garrick with us.
1: See what you're in for, Troy? See how we're starting?
0: Yeah, I know. We're in for. This is my fault for scheduling this on an irregular night. We are recording a night before we usually do uh, so I can get the podcast up before I take off to the West Coast for a press event. Um, How are we all this week besides a little bit punch drunk by the sound of it?
2: Is a press event a euphemism for something?
0: Maybe i have to say press event because Lisa might listen to this.
1: Uh, Why don't you tell yes. us what you're going to see, Troy, because, boy, that sounds exciting.
0: Yeah, I wish it were. Uh, we're going to see uh, the new Settlers game, which Ubisoft is publishing. They're putting on an event. Uh, I'm not sure how big it is. Probably not very big if it's Settlers. Uh, the big treat for me is that Bruce Shelley is somehow uh, associated with this poor bastard. <laughs> judging from the previous settlers games. So it'll be nice to finally meet Mr. Shell, who I've interviewed a couple of times. Uh, he's a great guy, charming guy, uh, brilliant mind, and I look forward to meeting him. I'll also hopefully get a chance to buy uh, the logo designer for three moves ahead, the dinner she is owed. All the payment uh, that the logo designer requested was dinner the next time I was in San Francisco, so hopefully I can meet up with her and we can pay off that debt. Oh, good. That's sparky. So, that is sparky. All right, good. So, so we're coordinating that, and that'll be fun. Perfect. Perfect. So it's going to be in and out of San Francisco. Um, none of you have anything fun going on this week, right? Sure. Uh, well, the, 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 the Pro Bowl, of course, which Tom's heavily invested in watching. Pro Bowl is really – I'm so into the Pro Bowl, yeah. The worst all-star game ever. Yeah, I, I know. As far
1: as all-star games go, that's a terrible one. <laughs> So
2: this is great. I love this. Um, uh, so Bruce, we, aren't there some
1: soccer championships or something that you're in? Yeah, to watch? soccer
2: championships in January. In That's January. when they have
1: them. What, so you can't Martin, play soccer, soccer in January? What the, what's up with that? bunch of wusses? It's too cold to play soccer?
2: What's up with that? And what's up with Martin Cerulus too?
1: What's the deal with Martin, Martin Cerulus? Oh, crap. I know, I know what the deal is with Martin Cirulis. Uh, sort of the stellar star systems, too. Yeah. That's right. That's what's but up she, with uh, Martin Serialist, the chairman of Cereberos, Car- Car- Caraberos or whatever they're called. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, I had a chance to uh, meet Martin and Aaron Devo and speak to them in Sweden. Really? About Sword in of the Swedish? Stars. Yeah. You can yes. All speak Swedish? yes. No, we had a good chat chat about Sword of the Stars, uh, and really? why people play it. So it was fun to meet uh, Martin and don't Aaron. Play it? Well, I don't think they know much about people who don't play it. I think that that's something they talk. should look into. Yeah. All right. Good. I think all gamers should. Uh, this week, I want to talk about something. There's also some exciting developments this week, by the way.
1: Yeah. Oh? Uh, the the sword, or good Lord Sword of the Stars. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they Freedom should the be so lucky. No, no, no. Not even that. Uh, Sins of a Solar Empire. Yes! That expansion pack is coming out. It now good. adds, Excellent. Bruce will love this because Bruce is a big fan of appeasement and diplomacy. It yeah. now adds diplomacy. To oh, the so
2: Yeah, so you can talk to people instead of like bombing them with lasers.
1: Exactly. You can sit down with Achmedine, with the space Ahmadinejad and, yeah, and have a conversation with him instead of just invading him. So well,
0: that sounds like thinking. a good idea. I did not know that was finished.
1: Uh, let's see. It's coming out this week or next, I think. But yeah, yeah, that's basically wrapped up. Uh, you know, the, the beta's been. Finalized dish oh. for a while, and like,
2: so like, should. Games that are coming out, you have that whole calendar
0: stuff. So. Yeah, but it's incomplete, and all the dates keep changing. Okay. Right. Uh, plus, I'm, this was widely advertised. But that, we should talk about that next week. Sure. Can Can we talk about is Is Bioshock
1: Two a strategy game? By the way. No, no huh. it's a historical ah. simulator. <laughs> it is a It is a period piece, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Bioshock Two is coming out. Oh, God, and it's so good, you guys. Uh, don't say that. I just want to say...
2: Don't, don't tell me anything about it, because I don't know anything about it, except that it's underwater.
1: Oh, you're in such a great place. That's that's. Yeah. I don't know great. anything about Bioshock. You're never going to play it, of course. But, that, but that's, I'm going
2: to not know anything about it. You know, here's the thing about Bioshock, and this pisses me off. I was going to buy Bioshock the day it came out. Good for you, right, right. But I didn't.
1: Okay, what, what went wrong there?
2: I don't know, it was working or something. And, uh... And then somebody proceeded to, to tell me, like, all of everything that happens in, like, the intro, where you, like, crash. And by the way, spoilers! Spoilers! Spoilers.
1: <laughs> it's not a spoiler if it's in the first ten minutes of a movie or game. You, you right.
2: crash into the water. All right. And yes. some, something happens. You go underwater, and things happen underwater. And that I was so disappointed by finding that out that I decided never to play the game. <laughs>
0: You're a bigger baby than Tommy is with his movie spoilers.
2: My favorite thing is, though, when I went to see The Wrestler, I didn't even know the movie was called The Wrestler or that it was about wrestling or that it had Mickey Rourke.
1: (laughs) And actually, Bruce, after you saw The Wrestler, you didn't even know that it had Mickey Rourke. I did. I
2: I was like, who is that guy? That guy was awesome. (laughs) I thought Mickey Rourke was doing this. And then, like, I think, I think Rywell was sitting next to me and he's like, you're a complete idiot. (laughs)
1: <laughs> now, now, Bruce, do you know that Mickey Rourke is also in Rogue Warrior, a shooter from Bethesda? How about that?
2: He's in it, or his voice is in it.
1: His voice is in it, but it's very much—it's not just—it's very much his persona as well. It's this this, this coarse, profane uh, mercenary fella. Uh,
0: most mercenaries are. That's
1: just—that's just historically
0: accurate. <laughs> I think that's a sick racial stereotype of mercenaries.
1: I didn't get racist about it. I'm just saying they cuss a lot. Yeah. Uh, so let's, let's see a segue out of that, Troy Goodfellow. Now what are you
0: going to do? I'm just not going to segue at all. I'm going to ignore you guys and move on to the topic. Uh, this week, I want to talk about something that uh, sort of inspired by something I saw in Sweden, and that is Victoria 2. What was that?
2: You were inspired by Swedish socialist government.
0: Everything runs so much better over there, dude. Uh, Victoria 2 has redone its government uh, system and in an attempt to make it uh, not just more historically accurate uh, but in many ways more responsive to player planning, player strategy and to constrain some options um, to not give you access to all the great toys right away and make you respond to population pressures, uh, everything so that your government has some sort of historical evolution. Uh, something they felt was missing from the original Victoria. So it raised the question for me, well, how many games have actually done government well, have modeled governments, domestic pressures, and what it's like to rule a population? We've talked before about foreign policy um, and how games don't always quite get diplomacy in certain ways. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But we haven't spent a lot of time talking about the other end, what it's like to actually govern and so many strategy games put you in the place as the leader of a nation, but not really the leader of a population. And I'm wondering if the panel has any thoughts on games that have done this right, what a good government simulation should look like, um, and why it is so hard to do well.
1: Well, I think everything I need to know about government, I learned from uh, Peter Molyneux, and all you need to do in government is make sure that there are four squares of flat land that are continuous so that – contiguous so that people can build a house there. There yeah, you go. Would,
2: except that would tax it.
1: Like except that would I what? I wouldn't tax it like he would. There's if no have, tax in – Yeah, if but you were, make, thinking, you, were
2: really, you were really thinking about taxing
1: it. You know what I was thinking of, Bruce? I was thinking instead – that I also, in addition to making those four contiguous squares of, of land available for a house, that I wanted to offer them health care.
2: Right, yeah, that's probably yeah, true. Just Yeah, Just you just wait, buddy. Wait, wait, wait uh, for that to come down. It, we'll, of, it's going to be so great.
1: I, I, I also want to ask Bruce real quick, and then Troy will get... I'm sorry to range so far and wide here, but I want to ask Bruce. <laughs> Bruce, name one city builder, just one, in which... It is not your responsibility to give health care to the people. Name one. City don't don't yeah, and don't don't say America, because that doesn't count. I'm talking about a city builder. Yeah, name one game, in which you don't have to offer your population healthcare. Go.
2: What did I what did I say in my original email response to this topic? Uh,
1: I don't think the readers. I don't think you cc'd all the listeners, so you're going to have to. Uh, I'm not responsible share that for the
2: them. socialist leanings of game designers across America and the world.
1: Okay. All right. So what you want, you want like Bill O'Reilly and Glenn Beck to start. Uh, you, you no, I, want a, I would. Beck, like Jeff Beck. Jeff Beck. I would like okay. a Jeff Beck city builder. Yes, yes.
0: Uh, well, city builders, I think, have actually been run mostly on conservative principles and not really liberal principles, Healthcare aside.
1: Yeah, like that taxation is inverse to population happiness
0: and, uh, you know, lower taxes that are, always make your people happy. Uh, and they always low taxes always bring in always bring in business even though there's not and it's not a nation there's anywhere for them to go all you have is your cities so you've no idea where the, where they're running because there's no national infrastructure
1: and you can you can let the police run amok you know you can have a police state just drop police precincts all over the place it doesn't right. matter if it impinges on people's civil liberties not very
2: yeah. conservative you seem to have forgotten Richard J Daley
1: the mayor of Chicago who bombed those those poor people in that tenement? Those poor misunderstood radicals. Yes,
2: yes the move. Yes, when did they moved to Philadelphia.
1: That move was that. That was Acorn, wasn't it?
2: <laughs> no, move was in Philadelphia, and that's a different guy. But that's okay. No, we're all good. I'm good with this.
0: Let's Boy, also, it, we're like it. how far in, and we have like lost the thread entirely. Yeah, I, I want to go I back always, to Bioshock Two.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> God. <laughs> Troy, okay. Here, watch this. Dig this. Here, I'm going to do some segue wizardry. Uh, okay. So, speaking of of government and governance, what was the model in Victoria, and what changes are they introducing in Victoria too? Yeah, <laughs> How was that. I actually am curious about that, Troy, because I didn't play yeah. Victoria, and I don't think Bruce played Victoria. Bruce, did no, you play did. Victoria? No, I did not. I, I played Edwardian. I didn't get to Victoria. <laughs> stop, <yet>.
0: stop it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what, Right. Well, Victoria I mean, the original Victoria had a really deep uh, political model. Political parties were represented and they all had ideologies uh, that they had to follow and this constrained what they could or could not do. Uh, but you could int- any party could introduce a lot of social reforms. Uh, there are social reforms and political reforms and of course, to keep your people happy, you would throw in as many social reforms as you could. You would be uh, leader of an absolute monarchy, you'd be absolutist Russia and you'd be introducing a socialist pension plan to keep the people happy and to get their standard of living up, which of course runs against the historical trend and also in many ways breaks the historic model of the game.
1: It also makes, uh, it also makes Bruce very unhappy. And
0: no one wants Bruce to be unhappy. So what they've done is they've divided uh, your government into two segments. There's your lower house and your upper house. Now the lower house represents the elections. It's what people are voting for, what the people want. The upper house, and every government has this, represents either the Senate or the power brokers, and they are in many ways are more conservative, and they will resist reform. And their allegiances and their ideologies will determine what type of uh, political reforms you can do, suffrage, uh, slavery, um, gerrymandering districts, this sort of thing. And there's social reforms, which involves, you know, how interventionist the government can be in the economy, um, what types of, what's your tax regime going to be, your national banking, all this stuff. Uh, so this will be acting as like a, almost like a break on reforming too quickly, and moving your gov- moving your 1830s state into the 1920s too quickly. Um, so your government will, in many ways, be responding to. Your national consciousness to what the people actually want. Um, as these ideas filter into your upper house, then they these reforms will become enabled. And also to resist revolution, if there's too much popular pressure, then the upper house will be forced to respond to this or face the risk of revolution, uh, which I think is a great way of modeling uh, the 19th century, which is a period of not just great liberal, classical liberal reforms like you know. Uh, labor laws and uh, abolition of slavery and all of these things, but also uh, Bismarckian, you know, opportunistic, we have to do this or else uh, the people are going to throw us out. And I think this is a great way of modeling it and I actually like the way they're doing because it it's just so simple by following on the decisions model from Europa Universalis. Certain things are available, certain things are not available and it's always clear what needs to change for you to enact a certain decision. Um, They've really gone a long way in improving the transparency and simplifying uh, how the game looks. and I really am digging what Chris King, the lead designer, has done with taking what he has described in Victoria as a bunch of systems that were great separately but not all working together. Into really an integrated whole and an understanding of the Victorian era, and I think the government system is a huge step forward for Paradox. Is so wait, it, so uh, I'm, in
1: I, any way fun, I mean, do, was it in
2: any way enjoyable to like do all that stuff?
0: Well, I didn't get any hands-on. I saw it in action. Um, but if you like Europe Universal, if you like this, you will like this uh, cliche. Um, it is, I think, it's going to allow first for better planning, uh, which is one of the great things about the decision model. It lets you know what needs to be done. Uh, for you to get, you know, the eight-hour workday, which will keep your people happy, sort of thing. How your government has to change, Uh which is good. Transparency is always good, and the EU games have moved a long way in that direction. Whether it's going to be fun or not, I think largely depends on how it all works with the economic model, it, which they still haven't revealed a lot about. Does anyone
2: care about like having a game and like going to the eight-hour workday? I mean, is that in any way interesting?
1: I mean, I, I, don't, I don't that's think a good it is. Question. I love that. That's I mean, I, I love that kind of stuff. Okay. Do, that doesn't that doesn't like that doesn't sort of trigger in you anything Bruce like no. this whole idea of enacting various labor laws and social rule like, like none of that it does make anything? it makes you mad well
2: here's the problem I mean
1: th- okay. uh, by the way I love hold on real quick anytime I, I love anytime Bruce leads off a statement with here's the problem yeah and then I just hunker down I, I like rub my hands I'm like awesome let's go all right, go, Bruce.
2: <laughs> I mean, first of all, all of these—I mean, wasn't the First World War basically the the impetus for all of the regime change that happened and all the social change that really ended up happening in the you know in that period of time? I mean, the 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 German monarchy fell and the uh, you know Austro-Hungarian monarchy—all those all those things happened. I mean, there were a lot of social changes that happened, but I mean, the, the right. meaningful things really, from a gaming standpoint, happened because of the First World War. And you're always going to be, I mean, there's always going to be some sort of combat. I mean, unless you think, unless your you're interest in is in having some kind of, like, world social simulator. I never found those things very interesting. I mean, there was that game uh, Shadow President. Remember that game?
0: Yeah. Right. yeah.
2: And the only thing that, I mean, maybe it's just me, but the only thing that I ever found interesting about those kind of games was to try to break them, like do the most like fringe thing possible and see if you could get away with it. Because I mean, reducing the, you know, capital gains tax from 33% to 27%. I mean, it just doesn't give me anything right? in terms of playing a game and, and, and all those things, all these, I'm not really, you know, I'm not really so much a simulationist. As a matter of fact, um, I don't think that these games really are able to simulate these things. I think that th- they have these these very sort of, uh, you know, they have to um, they have to tie together a whole bunch of disparate elements that I don't think really work together. And, I, and of course, I haven't played the game, so you know, I could be completely right. wrong. But it's it's always all it ever ends up being is this uh, sort of. Um, you know, little things that get pushed around, little 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 points, little elements, and they get they just multiply. You get more of them. What was the game? I checked out um, uh, Hearts of Iron Three this weekend,
0: mm-hmm. and
2: holy heck! I mean, there's so much detail in that game that doesn't really have anything to do with anything, and <laughs> it, it doesn't. I mean, it just I mean, they have they have. Well, separate,
1: I, I disagree necessarily. I go ahead. I mean, ahead.
2: they have separate. You, you research separate texts for like militia weapons and infantry weapons. At least from what I can tell, I mean, I, what I'm clicking on, which doesn't make any sense, right? But they just decided to have more things, right? And you know, all of it—it's—it's it's just this this incredible proliferation of detail to no design I, point. Well, I, I and I'm not I,
0: really I sure want, what, the, what the what the
2: what the goal is. I mean, what can I can, are, I can are, answer
1: that. I can okay. field that question. Okay. Uh, I, I mean I think what Paradox is, is doing and, and the, the people they cater to are tweakers and I don't mean people who use methamphetamines. I mean people <laughs> – although maybe they might really be into well, I don't know. Well, not just people. <laughs> uh, but it, what they offer is this, this rich – and I mean rich in the sense of thoroughly like, invested with historical detail, uh, a rich simulation of a system. But it's and not really simulation. It's well, not well, really. Well, it's not really. Of course, I mean, a simulation is never an exact analog for something. It's an attempt to recreate something. They're simulating. It's
0: not even an attempt. It's an attempt
2: to make. It the is too an attempt. You can't know, tell me they're not, not they an attempt.
1: They are absolutely attempting.
2: Player feel that he is simulating, even if
1: I mean. You okay, can, you know what, Bruce? It, so you're, no, you're saying, saying. Okay, hold on. So you're saying it's not a simulation. It's a simulation of a simulation. They're attempting to make the player feel they're playing a sim, which is the same as a sim to me. No matter how many layers of simulation...
2: You can do things, no, because you can do things like like what I just pointed out, that actually make the game less of a simulation. They actually make it more historically uh, inaccurate.
1: Let's just go back to, okay, you're saying that their simulation is failing. That does not mean they're not attempting a simulation. That's all I'm saying is they're attempting a rich simulation that lets the player tweak variables to see what the outcome would be. Now, if your argument is that it fails, that's fine. That's And, and I, I agree with that in terms of some of their games, but, but I, I don't see how you can take issue with, with what I'm saying that they're attempting to simulate it. That's what they're doing, and that's the kind of people that, that that want to look at this rich historical detail and tweak it. And and some of their designs work better than others. I'll freely yeah. grant you that. And I had a serious problem with with what you're talking about in Hearts of Iron three because I'm not a super big war gamer, and tweaking those kinds of values do, doesn't interest me as much as tweaking like an eight hour workday or a 33 percent versus 0.17% capital gains.
2: things in those games that. Don't make any sense, right? So you're adding detail that actually is is nonsensical. So makes
1: well, it hold on, let me let me ask you to let me ask you to explain what you mean by "don't make any sense" because you mentioned, for instance, the the infantry type.
2: I just yeah. Well, let's take the specific thing. If you're okay. in, if you're researching, you know, you have some, you know, you have infantry weapons and militia weapons. Right. There's no in in that period. You, there's no example of. Some sort of dive. First of all, people weren't researching militia weapons and researching infantry weapons differently. The small arms were were researched to what extent you can say they were researched mm-hmm. as small arms, right? And militia tended to get, you know, there was the the bottleneck was production and distribution. So, for example, when the uh, when the um, uh, the home guard in the uh, you know in England was being prepared for the, you know, German invasion that actually never happened. Sea Lion, uh, a lot of them got, you know, leftover weapons. It wasn't right. because they had weapons that, you know, they didn't research those weapons or that, you know, whoever was in charge of, of, you know, getting better militia weapons didn't, you know, click the research tab enough. It's just that they didn't have enough rifles. And so the, you know, the, uh, the troops that got, uh, reequipped re equipped after, you know, uh, being rescued from Dunkirk with basically no equipment, they got reequipped first, and whatever was left over was, uh, you know, given a lot of. At the beginning, the Home Guard was training with, uh, with uh, you know, like broomsticks and, and, and you know things to, that simulated weapons, but they just didn't actually have any weapons at the. At the did, they, you know,
0: did they simulate weapons? Or are they trying to simulate? They're trying
2: to simulate. <laughs> no, they actually were. Saying, well, who knows? Good question.
1: Very well, can good. I, my, my can, I, can I address that? Go ahead. Is, let me just well, I want out. to address your example though. Go make your point. And I want to address your example though. But go ahead. Okay.
2: But so the point is that to to give players the option of of, of researching different infantry, like regular infantry and militia weapons, is it, it doesn't have any basis in fact, and it's just it's the ability to. Uh, to sort of tweak another variable that actually isn't a variable. It never was a variable.
1: Okay. Okay. Let me, let me address that because I think you're wrong, and let me explain to you why you're wrong. Okay. If So you have a separate tab to research infantry weapons and a separate tab to research militia weapons, and you're saying there's no historical counterpart for that. That makes no historical sense. Let, let me suggest to you what is being abstracted there because that's what any game is it's going to because you're not doing the actual thing there's going to be some level of, of abstraction you have to accept that so i would submit to you bruce in that situation if you click the the militia research militia weapons tab what you are abstracting is for instance Don't tell me better distribution
0: of better distribution of
1: better better no better no hold on let me finish the, my point yeah. i let you finish your point let me finish my point If you click the research militia weapons tab, what you're abstracting, for instance, and I'm just suggesting this, is better policies for storing weaponry, for maintaining weaponry, so that once weapons get cycled down to the militia, they're in better condition. So rather than make some big to-do about this is what you're actually doing, they streamline it and abstract it, where you click on tabs for different kinds of research. And even if it doesn't tell you explicitly what you're researching – there is something being recreated there, and to its credit, Hearts of Iron Three does a great job whenever it can putting in some little historical detail, like the name of a weapon or the name of a fighter variant. Uh, so, so that's what I submit is being simulated there. So there you go. I win.
2: I disagree. I don't think that that. <laughs> I don't think that the that it has nothing to do with storage or. Or, I mean those are those,
1: hey, those I'm are just suggesting I don't, I don't know what the answer yeah, is I'm just another, suggesting there is an abstraction there
2: I mean, you can argue that anything is being abstracted in anything I mean I I, I, I don't accept I don't accept that argument um, I have to play more of the game and I can I mean right. th-
0: uh, you're not gonna play more of the game
2: well probably not because I work the next <laughs> way, three weekends in a row and, and,
1: and, and well, but I agree with you, Bruce. Anyway, the problem with that level of detail is why am I making this decision and how does right, it relate exactly, to the big picture? Exactly. And right. that's the problem that I have with, with Hearts of Iron because I'm not particularly interested in recreating World War Three, World War Three, <laughs> World War II or Three at that level. Some people are. However, I am fascinated by what Troy is talking about, about government in Victorian England. That sounds very cool to me. EU three, I love that kind of stuff. Um, and it's the same model applied to different historical periods, and that's what Paradox does. I mean, that's their bailiwick – did I use that word correctly?
0: Yeah, Bailiwick's fine. But, but there's – I mean, you can think of lots of games that did have too much detail at the domestic government level. We think of things like Superpower, for example, a game where you could do all kinds of – you could pass – like do same-sex marriage and – it seemed to have no effect whatsoever. But they let you do this. It's kind of pointless detail, and I don't think Paradox is going to the pointless detail route because there are maybe ten social reforms and ten political reforms. Uh, there isn't a huge variation in uh, different types of taxes. You can tax each population differently. Um, once again, an abstraction. I want to tax the rich.
1: Uh, tax the rich. That's what I call it for.
0: You can you can tax the rich, and it's one thing. The taxation system's uh, very nicely streamlined as well. Even if uh, they're even getting getting rid of the bankruptcy cheat. Uh, a lot of the people in uh, the Paradox forums, of course, find that bankruptcy is just too easy to exploit. So now they've uh, the whole national bank system. If you go bankrupt, your people get upset because you're stealing from them. The national bank. And if you go bankrupt because you've defaulted on foreign loans, the Germans could show up with a, a gunship at your port because you defaulted on their loans. So uh, they're doing all kinds of little things there to make it uh, quite historically appropriate, I think.
2: What if you just make a good Battle of the Bulge game, then I'll be
1: happy.
0: Nobody wants Except to do that. That's please, Another Battle of the Bulge just game? Aren't you tired
1: of that?
2: can we people? have one game that's good? Just one. Name one that's good.
1: Name one Battle of the Bulge game that's good? Yes. The one that those SSG dudes did, where you could see the dice rolling. What was that one called? You're right, you win. They didn't do it. Bruce, by the way, are you with me? When we play Victoria, Bruce, can we both agree to tax the rich? You think that's a good idea? I think we should hit them hard.
2: Okay. Uh, well, yeah, we'll see how that works out for you.
1: Soak <laughs> the rich. And uh, and then we eat them. Yeah,
0: no. Well, I mean, this is something that... Uh, we talked with Rob Zachney uh, on the European Universalist show, the issue with the Victorian period is how do you and so much of this stuff is uh, domestic. It's about here you have know, domestic reform. It's about science and technology and industrialization. It's not really about, you know, grand sweeping conquests for the most part. How do we make that interesting? How do you make government interesting? I have an idea. Here's my suggestion. And actually It's a serious idea?
1: Yeah, yeah. it's not I'm not I'm not gonna say play Bioshock 2. I promise that's not my idea. My, my serious idea for how to make it interesting, and this gets a little bit more to, to what Bruce is complaining about, because I can understand that complaint. Eight-hour, sure. do, you, do you institute an eight-hour uh, workday or a 12-hour workday. I can see some people not caring. So the way you make those people care and the way you make government interesting is you focus on people and not concepts, not, not laws. Uh, and, and, and the games that have done this, like, for instance, in EU3, the way your cabinet is, is, is a government tweak, sort of, is you, you put specific personas into the slots, that forms a cabinet, and that gives you bonuses. Or, uh, another example, of course, this is sort of cheating because it's science fiction, but Al- Alpha Centauri, the way each faction was kind of a government type with a persona in front of it, a, a person. You know, each faction was led by someone. Right. But a better idea... Uh, That doesn't cheat quite so much is uh, colonization in colonization Mm -hmm. your government was a matter of of founding fathers so depending on what you did you would store up points and then you would spend them buying people and those people would give you a bonus but but it wasn't about the bonus the bonus was put in the form of some historical personage so you were buying Peter Minuet uh, and not you know a bonus to your cotton production uh... So that, that's my that's my suggestion is you make it interesting by making it about people and not little nitpicky laws or or social concepts. All
2: right, uh, fantastic.
1: Thank you. But is that really government? Well, the founding think- fathers, like in colonization, your, your early form of government are basically founding fathers. You know, the people mm, that are going right. to put together your government. It's sort of like your er government. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, I think it is in colonization. You, you get the very s- clear sense that, by the very nature of what they're called, that this is going to be your government. This is how you're forming your okay. government. These are the people who are important to the principles you're founding. Uh, so that's and and again, colonization might be kind of cheating because it is government. It, you know, you're a colony and you're going to break off and form your own country. Right. Uh, right. So it's the very early stages. It's much easier to to do it that way.
0: But it's not like you're ruling your people through it, is it? Well, you know, do you see that as a way like you're gov- gov- really governing, controlling uh, how your people work, how they live? Uh, do you see just you know, a bonus to cotton production as a government well, or just the fact that they're named?
1: Well, the fact that they're named for one thing, but also the fact that there are four different tracks. You know, there's, there's right. religion, military, exploration, and the fourth one, which I re- don't recall right now. But uh, depending on how you play, it determines which line you're unlocking. Um, right. Right. And, and, so and, and, once, and, and once you spend those points, those points are gone, so you can either save them up for someone better or and, – uh, And also colonization, Troy, talking about people management. Colonization right. is very much in a way like the Settlers games where each point of population, you're, you're giving them a job. You're like, okay, right. you guys are going to cut wood. You guys are going to fish. You guys come over here and, and preach in the church. Uh, I'm going to bring over a firebrand preacher to help you. Uh, you guys are blacksmiths. You guys are mining ore. Uh, so there's very much this sense that it, it's, it doesn't – like here's one. Like, I don't think it abstracts any real world thing. You know? The real well, no. government doesn't determine how many loggers there are, uh, but you're definitely managing your population and your founding fathers inform what you, know, what you can best do, how you can optimize your population management. So, so yeah, I would, I would easily call that a, a form of government.
2: Awesome. Thank My, you. I I would submit that there's so much stuff, interesting stuff going on in the Victorian era, like you know, Boxer Rebellion and generally you know, the, the development of empires that is is much more interesting well, the, than any of this. The, the, the,
0: the, that that's going to be there, Bruce. This isn't the entire the entire game. Isn't election management? There is you know, war empire and colonies. And
2: why why do I want to get mixed up in all sort of this kind of junk? I mean, I I understand. Yes, it's 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 people who want to play who want to have you know, super immersion in super details. Tweakers. And that's fine. Yeah, twe. Okay, tweakers. Whatever. I mean, I, that's fine. I, I don't. And and I'm 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 you know I'm sympathetic to that. I, I I have to say I am. I'm I'm sympathetic to that kind of thinking. Um, you know, I was there at one a point tweaker once yourself. Yeah, when I was like 21, and then I realized that I just. You know, As I got older and there were more things to do and less time to do it, I decided that that was not the way I wanted to spend my time. So,
1: Well, here's one, uh, Bruce. What do you feel about uh, the, the – it's less tweak-oriented and more of a board game model. and It's more elegant. But the way some, something like Civilization IV or Alpha Centauri does it, where your form of government is almost like a buffet, like you pick this social – bonus, This religious yeah. bonus. This. Economic- I, I don't really
2: like that because I, I think that that. I mean, if you're going to make a historical game, yeah. then there were countries that that where that wasn't really plausible. Like for example, right. you know, you could have a, you know, a, a, you know representative democracy in in uh, in in Russia at that time. The I and mean, it was just the social conditions didn't really. They couldn't support it. Um, and uh, I mean I, the. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I don't need a game about the Victorian era because the best game about the Victorian era is Pax Britannica, and it's already been made. It was made like 25 years ago, so what, I don't – whatever.
0: Is that a board game?
2: Yeah.
0: I've never even heard of it.
2: Really? Look it up.
0: <laughs> what, now?
2: No, sometime. Pax <laughs> Britannica. You want to play an email game? I'm always up for it.
0: I think we're playing Republic of Rome.
2: Um, do we have enough players for Republic of Rome? We're,
0: oh, I have no idea. But now that the Valley Game version is out, it's actually possible. Is it out? The Valley Games version is out. So. Really? Nice. Yep.
1: Okay. Well, is there governance in that?
0: Deal with that. Yeah, there's government in it. You have to be elected to office. But elections are not government, so. Uh, what
1: about uh, the uh, political machine? Is that government? That's not that's really, that's, though, is it? That's, yeah. that's elections. Yeah, yeah see? Yeah. Right. It's like a there. mandatory first step to government. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not necessarily. No,
0: absolutely not. You could have fake elections. Like we did Maybe. in the 2000. 2000.
1: Oh! oh. <laughs> <laughs> Two to one, Bruce. We beat you. <laughs> All
2: right. Thanks, guys. I'll talk to you later.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what's your solution, Troy, to make government more interesting? I, I liked my people-based model, my personality The
0: people-based model is good. I think it really comes down to, you to know, making, first I think keeping it for one thing simple. I think that one of the big problems a lot of the uh, games like a Global Agenda and Superpower is they, because they tried to model everything and nothing could be interesting. Uh, they didn't focus on what are the big decisions. Um, and I think in the, the larger scale your game is, the more significant every decision has to be. You can't have small-scale, nitpicky decisions um, in a large-scale, sweeping history, political game. Everything has to be, you know, um, almost super important uh, if you're going to have it at that scale. And I think um, that's—I think that's one reason why the Civilization model in Civ IV works so well, in that all of these. Different, all the different civics, each one carries with it pretty significant weight um, that can determine the track of your civilization for centuries. Um, do you want to have the production bonus of uh, organized religion, for example, or do you want to do the whole g- a great person thing that pacifism gives you on the religion track? Both of those change, even though they don't really reflect what organized religion or pacifism actually is. Uh, by giving these decisions such important weight, they determine what your eventual victory condition is going to look like. Are you going to outproduce somebody, make your buildings faster? Are you just going to rush for the great people and get your research going faster or the other bonuses faster? Um, and I think that's one of the great things about the Civ model is that it's all of the Civics are so significant. Um, there really isn't a Civic that doesn't have any value uh, in a certain circumstance. And you can see this even if there's some that I never use, like police state. I can see why somebody would use police state.
1: And also just to just a quick I mean you call that the civ model and it that's how it's known. But I think it's kind of important to give props to Alpha Centauri. That's they right. had the whole yeah. social values and the, each right. one was at yeah, scale. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so the, the, it was Brian Reynolds that really that, that was one of the many gifts that Brian Reynolds has given to strategy gaming. <laughs> I think.
0: Yes, yes, and it's uh, something that uh, Soren Johnson confessed to having uh, been inspired by Alpha Centauri. It was so. It's I think it's clearly uh, I think these you can't have yeah you you can't have small even if they're small decisions they can't have small effects.
2: What about the Tropico series? I mean, is that is that government?
0: Absolutely. Okay. I would think so, wouldn't you think so, Tom? Tropico? Yeah, Tropico is uh, Tropico is kind of unique among
1: strategy uh, city builders for right. how, how much attention it pays to all those different factors and, and and political factions and like I love that you do something and it it makes the intellectuals happy, but it alienates the I don't know the the, the Russians, for instance, uh, yeah. and it's so rooted in the, the Cold War era. Uh,
0: yeah, Traffico, Tropica, the whole series, is a great example, except the pirate one, of course. The pirate one didn't happen. It was a bad dream. Right. <laughs> pretending it never existed.
1: Uh, and I think one that gets overlooked a lot because people don't quite know what to do with it. Uh, I like the concept in SimCity societies where you drop mm. certain buildings and they give you resources, basically social resources to then build other kinds of buildings. So, for instance, if you build worker tenements, it would give you industrial resources to build factories. But if you then build, I guess, uh, you know, police stations, then it would give you uh, the ability to to do things to control your population and, and fight crime, and have a police state, uh, and you can right. build artist colonies or you could focus on religious, spiritual values. Uh, they had a really cool model for and not just government but social values, which is a lot right. of what we're talking about with Civ and Alpha Centauri as well. Uh-huh.
0: And a lot of people didn't quite understand that.
1: Right. It was, it was new. Although, I mean, it it was, was, yeah. It was a really new concept. That,
0: uh, yeah. I'm not even sure I understood it the first few times I played it because I wasn't quite sure, okay, do I need these things, these social values to build this? Am I producing them? Um, and Their interface wasn't that clear. Um, and, of course, the value, you reach a certain threshold and the values you embrace would then be reflected in the aesthetics of your city. Right. Which was a very and you nice said the interface wasn't
1: clear, Troy, and I, I kind of disagree. There were what wasn't clear, I think, you were in, early on in the game, all these choices were dumped in your lap. I mean, there were just yeah. so many different things to pick. Right. But once you did understand the interface, it made right. it very clear, this building gives you this versus right. this building will
0: spend
1: this. Uh, right. So it was all there. It was just hard to sort through early on. Uh,
0: yeah, that's probably a better way of putting it.
1: But I agree, it was hard to, to get into, and that, that did make it a problem. But I, yeah, they they did as best as they could with the interface, and they did clean it up, I think, too, with with successive patches. It got a little easier. To they understand. did. Um, so that was a great government <laughs> so, concept. I loved what they did there.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Bioshock Two does talk about
0: government. There,
1: <laughs> there, there is. It has a lot. Oh my to say. god! Spoiler. <laughs> well, Bioshock One does as well. Uh,
0: Oh my God, spoiler again. Just want to throw that out
1: there.
2: Uh, I don't want to hear anything about Bioshock. <laughs>
1: uh, how about, I've been playing a lot of MAG lately, which is a, uh, a big ball shooter on the PlayStation 3, and you have squad leaders, and then above those you have platoon leaders, and then above that you have an officer in charge. And the officer in charge has to be He's the guy who's supposed to set the strategy for your team, and he is supposed to talk to the platoon leaders who are then supposed to talk to the squad leaders. Maybe this isn't government. This is a chain of command, but it's like government, and it never works out that way. Uh, When you've got a bunch of people playing a shooter, they are ungovernable. So I'm just going to throw that out there. I love the concept, but people break it, and that's what happens with government so often. There you go.
0: It's it, it's anarchy. It's a Hobbesian war of, of all against all, <laughs> or just chaos. It's a, it's equal parts anarchy and
1: chaos. It actually, I'm being a little hard on it. It, it works very well considering the, the game design. But it's so to see people given this awesome tool to cooperate and right. to coordinate their efforts, uh, and to see them fail to use it, it's really discouraging. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, I'm not going to answer that. Nice try.
0: You oh, almost got. I got
2: you. Almost got you there, huh?
0: Wow, you did. That was close. <laughs> right. Perfect. Excellent. So, Bruce, are any board games that, since you're the big board game expert, that do any reasonable effort at replicating, you know, what it's like to to run a country?
2: Empires of the Middle Ages.
0: Okay. Do you want to expand on that?
2: Well, I mean, the, that game. It's broken, but, uh, it was a really, I, I enjoyed the game. Uh, you had, uh, so economic, religion was a big uh, part of that game because of obviously the Middle Ages. But, uh, it was very, it was very dependent on, you basically got a, um, so I can remember, you, you, the the game was very dependent on the leader that you had, the, the, the characteristics of the leader that you had for a particular time and they would you know leaders would die obviously and if you have personality base very good yeah exactly but uh problem was if you somebody died and you got a really crappy leader then you were kind of stuck and if you somebody died and you got a really good leader then you were i mean you were in a great position so um it didn't really work that well uh as a game but um God, I haven't played that game in probably 20 years. It's still sitting in my closet, though. I should pull it out one of these days and just take a look
1: at it. See, Bruce, um, you talk about that, and I'm like, wow, Bruce should totally play EU3 or Crusader Kings. Uh, this whole idea that your 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 leadership can be hampered or greatly enhanced by the luck of the, the hereditary draw. You know, who, who happens to inherit right. the leadership? Uh, right.
2: Yeah, I'm not... I mean, I just... I don't know. I, I don't have... The time. I mean, I, I don't really have the inclination to spend, uh, you know, a couple. How long would it take me to play one of those games?
1: I'm actually. You shouldn't play those, but that's just what I think of when, when you oh, talk okay. about this model. <laughs>
0: You should, but only when you have time, yeah,
1: well, I mean, like it, days. Well, to, to be fair, Troy, both of those games yeah. do require a, a big investment in terms of they do willing to take the time to figure out the model, willing to sort of muck around with it and not know what's going on. I mean, I mean, there there's sort of willing a mandatory to, will, willing
0: to wander around blind for a while, right? And that I, I think
1: a lot of people just don't have a, a stomach for that, or the or the time. Uh, yeah, so it's just not going
2: to happen. I mean. I'm not probably not going to be able to get back to Hearts of Iron 3, although I would love to, because I think there are a lot of things in that game that I just don't really understand in terms of why they're done that way. But, uh, well, that's fine. No problem. Uh, so we talked about Tropical, we talked about, uh, uh, Alpha Centauri, which I wanted to, you know, make sure that we talked about. Um, well, the city builders, I mean, I don't think most city builders really have much to do with government, do they? I mean, you just
0: it's,
1: have well, to, they, it's, sure it's such do. a cheat. I mean, it's not government so much as like, I mean, there, there's that one, Bruce, where there's no real historical analog for that. Nobody drops buildings. You know, there's nobody governing the way that a city is built by putting a building here and there and there. Uh,
0: it's an abstraction, Tom, of the entire approval process. But see, that's, yeah,
1: you say the approval process, but that's not, it's a God game in a way. I mean, yes, that's, that's, a, that's a huge power fantasy. Like, what if I built the city one building at a time the way I wanted it to be? Uh, right. I'm not sure there's anything being abstracted there so much as wish fulfillment.
0: I mean, they did you have uh, government issues uh, that are, for oh, example, absolutely. I mean, pollution, crime? Health care.
1: Don't forget health care, like Bruce's want to do i'm sure mm-hmm. bruce when you play city builders you're constantly like i'm not going to build hospitals private industry should do that i'm not going to do that uh, so that, i can see do we ever have
2: that option
1: in city builders there's always an option once again every city builder you have to provide health care the only city builder where you don't provide health care is the real america yeah, there you go uh,
0: that's one of the great things about uh, Victoria is if you set up a perfect laissez-faire state, your government cannot interfere at all. You can't build factories. You can't shut factories. Uh, the capitalists have to do that on their own. Don't
1: you want to yes. play that? Doesn't that make you want to play that? Hmm? What? <laughs> you could have a super yep. laissez-faire. No, nothing that even smacks socialism. Nobody could accuse your society in Victoria of being socialist. Uh, okay. But You would love that.
2: Oh, yeah, I just have to get a social estate that'll let me uh, have like three days off of work to play the game.
0: <laughs> I think Canada would love to have you. Oh my god!
2: I read a thing in, in uh, USA Today about uh, how Canada's getting all nationalistic about the Olympics.
0: Yeah, we love our Olympics
2: on the podium.
1: But yeah. well, yeah. we're, we're burying a lead here, Bruce. Why are you reading USA Today?
2: Uh because that's what's available to me when I go to Bob Evans to have my uh morning breakfast on days when I'm off.
0: Yeah. Do you read What are you doing eating at Bob Evans?
2: It's I it's one of my favorite things. I go, I have my uh pot roast hash and I eat and I uh have uh, a nice leisurely morning. I read USA today because it's right there and it costs $1 and I put the four quarters in the machine and I get out USA today and I read about it. And I read all about uh Manning and how he's going to win
1: the Super Bowl. You also read People magazine. You follow that one?
2: Um, I I don't subscribe, but uh, <laughs> hey, if it's lying around, I'll i I'll up sure why not. Good,
1: sounds good. Uh, have I mentioned Bioshock Two? By the way, I wanted to make sure to get that in. <laughs> so what you're saying is Bioshock Two is good? <laughs> well, technically, I'm not. You know, I think there's like a review embargo or something. But uh, <laughs> if I were to if I were to talk about Bioshock Two, I would I'd probably be pretty uh, ebullient about it.
0: <laughs> that's a word I don't want you know, to say I was, I was, I was yeah. really expecting the worst I thought this is an unnecessary game if there ever was an unnecessary game it was Bioshock 2 that's When's what I would
1: have thought of. Uh, this week or next week it's either February 2nd or February,
0: February 9th I believe yeah
1: <sighs> it'll, be, it'll be next week
0: See, I just got Mass Effect 2 I can't haha
1: uh-huh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there's a Mass Effect 2 now?
0: you bet yeah, yeah. Really. really Most people really like it, and then there's Tom.
1: Yeah, everybody loves that thing. Uh, Really?
0: Except Tom. Right.
2: Okay, what's wrong with it?
1: Uh, You know what? It's not so... Well, what's wrong with it is it's not an RPG so much as something that they sort of wanted to streamline to appeal to shooter fans, and for some reason that works for a lot of people, but it's not really what I was interested in playing. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's a shooter. It's It's a Gears of War kind of shooter every now and then you have to sit through long poorly written conversations
0: (laughs) so there we go Uh, I think we're about wrapped up here in a very bizarre conversation Uh, certainly not one of our best uh, most organized jobs but hey that's what happens when you have the show one day earlier than usual a uh, reminder to listeners that episode 53 will be our anniversary episode one year in. I'm already getting some suggestions of clips people would uh, like to hear, and it's fun going through all the- – I'm doing proper show notes now, so I'm listening to all the older episodes and finding many of the firsts, first Tom's first mention of coffee, uh, for example, episode four. Whoa, whoa, you mean uh, we did
1: three episodes before I rolled that out?
0: Yep. Wow. Episode four, the one with uh, John Hawkins. First time you mentioned you asked for coffee. And every episode since. I can't believe I, like,
1: that we did three whole episodes, though, and I didn't do that shtick. I feel. Can we edit that in? Can we, like, digitally remaster
0: it like George Lucas would do, where I say something about coffee? We could. Okay. And you're also the first person to use the word fuck in a podcast. Whoa, whoa, so whoa,
1: whoa. Oh, no. Oh! I did. Not, I did not use the. I did not roll the F word out on the podcast. You no. did. You did. Dude, I don't cuss in front of chicks. When did I roll out the F word? Actually,
0: no episode... women listen to this
1: podcast, so no women yeah, in strategy I... games, as we determined.
0: As we've as we've determined uh, in episode three, right after we just discussed the the check parabola.
1: I used the F word.
0: you we were discussing a. Uh, uh, I think it was uh, Empire Total War. You said, uh, fuck all, and discussing Empire oh, Total gosh. War.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, I could see myself doing yeah. that. All right. I apologize there. to any women listening who might have been offended. Yes.
0: So uh, it's fun going back to all the episodes for proper show notes, and your suggestions are certainly welcome. Please send them to me at troy.goodfellow at gmail.com. I'll try to compile uh, at least an interesting series of clips as we celebrate the unexpected one year of not missing a show, which is quite remarkable. Uh, thanks for joining me, Tom and Bruce. Thanks for coming back. Can we
1: Thank you. the next,
0: uh, next uh, episode? Next episode. What are we, we going to talk about? Uh, oh, Bioshock let's talk about Sin- It's the Bioshock let's talk 2, about, 2 show, isn't it? Let's talk about Sins of a Solar Empire.
1: I'm all for it, in diplomacy and uh, appeasement.
0: Let's talk yeah. about the pl- I gotta see if I can get a copy of *Sins of a Solar Empire*. I can deployment. Get my articles done by then, and we can talk about some other things. Yeah, if you can get your articles done, Bruce, I'd love to talk about uh, these great essays you've been writing and finalizing. But okay. uh,
2: well, we'll, we'll, I'll try to get that done. All right.
0: So one of many possible topics. Yes. Uh Say good night, all. Uh, good night.